Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Roman Show. This is your host, Rodolfo Roman, for the episode of May 3rd, 2016. On this week, we welcome Chino Duran, who will be part of the House of Fame fight card being held at the Mardi Gras Casino May 7th. That's Chino Duran on The Roman Show, plus a lot more to talk about and a recap of Fort Rock. Boy. Was it simply amazing? I'm still trying to catch up here with some of that energy that I lost and left it all inside the pit. This was much more on The Roman Show, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Guidance, go. Surgeon, go. Go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Well, welcome everyone to another episode. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman. On the other end is my co-host, George Alonzo. I want to first start off by saying that we have tickets to Real Cage Fighting that takes place this weekend, May 7th. It's the show before House of Fame, which is the pro show at the Mardi Gras Casino. I personally will be announcing at the Real Cage Fighting that starts at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Real cage fighting. It's amateur mixed martial arts. It starts at 4 p.m. We're giving away tickets on the program. All you have to do is like our fan page, Roman Show Media. That's Roman Show Media on Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtubecom Roman 201 or follow us on Twitter at the Roman Show. And we'll hook you up with a ticket to Real Cage Fighting at 4 p.m. at the Mardi Gras Casino. And then stay after for some pro action at House of Fame. There will be some uh, very familiar faces at the Mardi Gras this coming Saturday. uh, Such as UFC fighter Jessica Aguilar, Anthony Johnson also will be in the house and others. Again... Head on over to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our YouTube page, and uh, subscribe. And we will hook you up with a ticket to Real Cage Fighting at 4 p.m. this Saturday. I will be personally announcing at the event. And also, I want to talk here that uh, we just found out that Titan FC, which had a great event this past weekend, they will be back on June 10th. They will be held holding an event at the Bank United Center with Jay-Z Calvacante meeting Pat Healy for the vacant lightweight title. That will take place on June 10th at the Bank United Center. And that's Titan FC, which returns to, uh, well, with another fight card on June 10th and will air on UFC Fight Pass. Again, that's Titan FC, June 10th. And also, uh, really briefly, want to talk about this uh, 
very sad story that took place over the weekend. And that is Jordan Parsons of Bellator. He was involved in a very, very uh, sad and unfortunate accident and a hit and run uh, accident while he was on his motorcycle. Police say they are looking for a Silver Range Rover Sport, likely either a 2002 or 2013 model. And uh, this is in connection with this weekend's crash. Uh, the car's driver side mirror is missing and it likely has damage to the driver's side headlight in, and bumper area. Now this took place in uh, in the Boca Raton area. That is where Jordan Parsons is currently training. Uh, the North Dakota native is now currently out there in the Black Zillions camp. He has now opened up a GoFundMe page. You can check that out right there on our uh, Roman Show uh, website, theromanshow.com, uh, to help the funds of Jordan Parsons as he is literally fighting for his life. Many of the fighters, such as Rashad Evans, who trains the Black Zillions, have posted uh, an image, Fight Jordan Fight. Uh, you know, the latest information that we have is that a portion of his right leg has been amputated and he is also in a coma following this accident. Again, they are still looking for that driver who hit Jordan while he was on his motorcycle and took off. This happened this weekend. Actually, it happened in Delray Beach. Very unfortunate as Jordan Parsons had a fight scheduled for later this month and unfortunately, the man has partially lost his right leg and is literally fighting for his life. The reason they amputated his leg, according to sources, is that it was affecting his uh, his well-being and they had to get rid of a portion of that leg for him to continue. So again, our prayers are with Jordan Parsons. I had the opportunity of uh, interviewing him here on the program, also seeing him live uh, in action. He was the CFA lightweight champion at one point before hitting a big in Bellator. And uh, who had a very promising career. The guy was a, is a phenomenal wrestler. Amazing and a heck of a talent. Very young, just 25 years old. Jordan, fight strong, my man. We're here with you. We support you with everything that you are. And we want you to be back. We want you to be 110% very healthy. Have a speedy recovery. Godspeed. I know it's tough. And, and not only just for Jordan, but his family as well. So keep Jordan Parsons in our in your prayers as this man literally fights for his life as he is in a coma and partially his right leg has been amputated. Again, to support Jordan Parsons, head on over to the Roman Show website. We will put up the uh, the page, the GoFundMe page on our website. Very, very unfortunate situation for Jordan Parsons who fights for Bellator. Now we're into MMA Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, one man that won't be active, but is active on social media, and that is Conor McGregor. The guy does not stop talking. Obviously, he was booted out of UFC 200 with that that rematch that he personally requested against Nate Diaz, but that no longer is going to be taking place and John Jones and Daniel Cormier has replaced the uh, that main event at the UFC 200 the big show but George Conor McGregor went on Twitter he's been talking all this Mac and he's been calling out the UFC saying look I, I, I want to get back into the main event and just recently he took two shots at two well 
fighters who are number one possibly one of the, the best pound for pound fighter in the world and secondly a guy who brought in a lot of money and I'm talking about John Jones and Brock Lesnar so someone asked Conor McGregor on Twitter about how many buys he has and so forth uh, as far as pay-per-view and uh, basically he corrected the fan stating that when it comes to Brock Lesnar and, 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 and making the, the buys, the pay-per-view buys back to UFC 100. Allegedly, Brock Lesnar was the one who pulled in the most money. Now, Conor McGregor, according to him, says he that this fan was incorrect. He said he beat it by 400,000 buys, uh, which alone has, uh, which was 100,000 more buys than UFC 197 made in total. So, Conor McGregor is saying, listen, let me in. Look what I can do. I can bring this amount of money. And there's no doubt that Conor McGregor is bringing in a lot of money to the, to the UFC. But, George, this guy, I mean, you've you got to give him credit for what credit is due. The guy is trying his best to get his feet in there somehow, some way. And at the same time, he's talking smack and getting this following right behind him. Well, let me first uh, talk about the numbers here. Uh, when it comes to the numbers, you can't blame the guy. The numbers don't lie. This is something you've always said, okay? When, or, or you know, or when it's on paper, things don't lie, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Numbers are there for a reason, and that's to make a official count. And if McGregor is definitely beating Lesnar and Jones, he has every right to gloat. Who's going to tell him that he's wrong? Okay, because even if he didn't say it, the papers. The web, um, you know, different officials, they're all saying it. So he's saying things that already are out there. So technically it's not gloating. It's kind of just saying, hey, these are the facts. Because it, everyone's saying it already. So Mr. McGregor does definitely have the right, every right to say, hey, I've beaten Brock Lesnar and I've beaten John Jones in these certain numbers. Now, as far as him getting his feet into the door for UFC 200, I guarantee you one thing, Mr. Roman, whether he's on the card or he's not, we're talking about one of the most entertaining, yes, it's very hard to mix entertainment with a, uh, the sport of MMA, but you're literally talking about one of the most entertaining UFC fighters of all time. Okay, he will find a way to make himself known at UFC 200, whether he's in the crowd or he's backstage. He will find a way on that card. I could guarantee you that. Yeah, I, I, I totally. But the guy is definitely no doubt he is bringing, making a name for himself, and obviously helping out the UFC with the numbers. But he has just gone on a rant, and you know he talked about that one of the reasons why he was booted out of the UFC 200 was because he had obligations to the press. Yeah, he, and he said this, and I don't want to be a part of that. It's going to take away from my energy and training. Yet again, he does go on Twitter all the time and start, talk, starts talking all his trash. And at the same time, you got to really think, isn't it basically hypocritical in his end, saying that he's putting all these tweets and he's, he's caught, which is great. I mean, he's talking to fans. So don't get me wrong. But at the same time, he's not meeting the obligations of the press. And at the same time, and we, we spoke about this last week, George, 
the UFC was willing to go out on a limb, fly this guy in private jets along with his coaches, his training attire, I mean, his training uh, gear and so forth. But he just loves to talk trash. Because, Mr. Roman, unlike, you know, traveling with your coaches and, and making sure that, you know, you have a flight in and, and all that stuff, who knows what kind of environment, you know, they're putting Mr. McGregor through in places like, I believe you were mentioning Iceland, uh, yep. is one of the locations he's training at right now. Right. Uh, you know, you don't know what kind of environments he's training in. Maybe he's training in a very high-pressure gym. You don't know that. There's... There's two differences. Remember, these are two different countries we're talking about here, okay? It's Iceland, and then there's the United States. Two different, you know, styles altogether. But the, the thing is, is that Mr. Roman, he's, yes, he's, he's being hypocritical as far as saying, hey, I don't want to do all these promotions and all that stuff uh, because it's going to get in the way of my training. But at the same time, he's also helping that event by even doing the tweets because guess what he's doing the usc the favor by promoting it via social media which you and i have to both agree that social media has raised business uh for no matter what sport in the past two to four years okay yeah, agreed but i will tell you this now we did get just a tweet that juliana pena a top ufc women's fighter has gone who is actually fighting on the ufc 200 fight card she went out on twitter and said hey Shut the F up, McGregor. <laughs> She's had enough. You are right about that. It is getting a lot of publicity for UFC 200. But it's also taking away from the lime, limelight of the pay-per-view itself and the fighters on the fight card. And we talked about this last week. So it's, it's really unfortunate that we're seeing all this back and forth. I mean, look, if it was just to me, I'll put McGregor back on the main event. What the hell? Against uh, Nate, Nate um, Diaz. And you know what? Have, just screw it. Have, have McGregor and Diaz and have the rest of the titles uh, on the line as well, which is the uh, Misha Tate's title, uh, Jones's title, and what am I missing? I'm missing one more. Am I missing one more? I know I am. I just totally <laughs> forgot right now. But you put in all the titles. We're talking about Aldo and yes. uh, Edgar. There you go. Aldo and Edgar in the, in the uh, interim title for the interim title. Put them on. Put them all there and, and throw in McGregor as well. I mean, let's just get it out of the way. Really make it this UFC 200 the, that big, you know, back uh, backing a, of a fight card that it is, and it, and it will be. Just throw it in there, man. Why not? I, I will say that that alone, the card that you just mentioned, will make a superb UFC 200 event, even out buying UFC 100, which was an amazing card. But I was just gonna say to um, to close my my opinion. You see him promoting via Twitter, via social media, does not get in the way of his training. So, you know, it's a win-win situation there. So anyway, go I on. will tell you something real cool, though. We just found out on Twitter here that Jean-Claude Van Damme actually went to California uh, and trained with none other than the Diaz brothers. And, he, and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme put, posted some pictures there training with the Diaz brothers in California. Really cool stuff. And we, we've seen some of this stuff with... Um, some of the uh, art artists or, or actors uh, make their way in MMA somehow, some shape or form. Uh, but it's really cool to see that, to see John Clavendon spending some time with the, Nia, the Diaz brothers and teaching him a thing or two. And, and I'm not talking about the dancing move he did in, uh, in, in that, oh, I believe it was kickboxing or, uh, uh, or blood sport. Remember the dancing scene? Yeah, the, 
And God forbid, can you imagine Nick Diaz doing something from that? Oh, no. <laughs> well, you've seen uh, McGregor's uh, touch, what is it, what, what Diaz called it? But uh, touch, touch, grab, uh, dance, or whatever the butt touch. Well, I'm not really sure. <laughs> One of those but. things. Well, either way, uh, great stuff. There, check it out. There, it, it's online right now. We'll we'll go ahead and put a post out there of uh, John Clavendon meeting the Diaz brothers as they stopped up for a little sparring there. Again, want to invite everyone. Real Cage Fighting at 4 p.m. at the Mardi Gras Casino this Saturday, and then followed up. At uh, 8 p.m. will be House of Fame. That's Pro MMA. So you got the amateurs at 4 and the pros at 8 p.m. I will be calling the ring, the real cage fighting amateur show at 4 p.m. So really excited for that. And we're giving away a free ticket. All you have to do is sign up on our social media accounts. And we'll hook you up with a ticket to go to the show. And again, well wishes, prayers to Jordan Parsons who was involved in that accident, that motorcycle accident. The man is literally fighting for his life. A portion of his leg has been amputated, and he is in a coma. If, if you have any details uh, on this car that they are looking for, again, it's a Silver Range Rover Sport, likely a 2002 or 2013 model. Please contact your local authorities. The accident occurred this weekend in Delray Beach. And uh, Jordan Parsons, a very uh, charismatic and, uh, and great fighter. You know, he definitely had a promising career, a promising future. And unfortunately, because of that accident, well, you know, it's not looking too bright for his fighting career. But we want him alive, we want him well, and we want him strong. So Jordan Parsons, keep fighting. We'll be right back with Chino Duran, who will be fighting on the House of Fame fight card this weekend at the Mardi Gras Casino. We'll be right back. Marlins fans. You don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontrell Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, Chino, thanks so much for joining me and speaking to me here on, on, the, on the Roman Show. And obviously, uh, you're coming back here in action in South Florida, House of Fame, uh, in the first week of May. Well, hi, how are you feeling so far in the training? How's it going, Chino? Uh, man, I'm feeling the best I've ever felt in my life, man. I mean, I think I'm more in shape now than I've ever been in my career. I have two full wrestling seasons, wrestling with the young guys down here, and then I have my gym going, so I got a bunch of young guys pushing me. So I feel great, man. Ready, so, ready and excited to get back at it. Who? Because the last time you fought was at the House of Fame uh, fight card, correct? And who, right, who right. are we fighting now? Because it's been about a year or so. A year, about a year, thirteen months, or something like that. So about thirteen months. So yeah, I had to take some time off. I had some coaching duties, had some injuries. Stuff like that, you know. I don't like to take breaks in between, but sometimes you got to do what's best for your body to heal up. And, but I'm excited, ready to go. Took that fight on short notice, had stitches going in, and you can see on some of the photos he was aiming right for it. He had his thumb right inside the stitches and started bleeding right away. Hmm. I lost by split decision, but I thought I won that fight. He was running around the whole fight. So who do we got coming on on this coming week uh, in the House of Fame? I got Lazar. I can't pronounce his last name. Sayadanovich. 
Stajadanovic. Yeah, so, yeah, I got Lazar. He's a tough young guy, man. You know, we, we were supposed to fight in the CFA, mm-hmm. and uh, that didn't go down. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to, I'm glad I get to, uh, to, uh, to fight him this time around. I always like to, especially now at this point in my career, I mean, I fought a number of tough guys, and I'm used to it. You know what I mean? I, I've been fighting tough guys ever since my first fight. So, you know, I, I, I'm used to that, and I'm ready to go, man. I, it, I've learned a lot since then. I've had, I've had 16, you know, pro fights, and then uh, everything else is ready to go, man. I'm, I'm just fired up and ready to go, firing up all cylinders, you know. Now, Gina, you, you've been away for about a year and a month or so, but Lazar has been out for a a longer period than that. Uh, last exactly. time he, he was having some injuries with his shoulders and uh, he'd been teasing on it, you know, his comeback, but finally it seems like he's going to make it. Do you think that's going to affect him or is that going to impact him when he comes inside, stepping in the cage Man, with you? Roman, to be honest with you, I could care less about how he feels. It's all about, it's all about me and what I'm doing to get prepared. I don't care about the other guy, you know. I, I think most guys can agree that um, that, uh, you know, when, whenever you're going in, you're training and, and, uh, you're just more focused about yourself than, than you are about the other guy. Of course, you want to look up some strategies and stuff like that, be professional about it, you know. But as far as getting in shape and being healthy, just trying to look out for your own, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, I, I feel the best I've, I felt in forever, man, and I'm ready to go. I'm healthy for the first time in a year. And like I said, I, I just feel good, man. I just feel good. I learned how to train. I'm smarter. You know, my first couple of fights were against, you know, BJJ black belts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Marcos the, the Mata, uh, uh The other guy in the UFC, uh, yes, Mani. What's his name? Um, what's his name? Cuban guy, the Pink Panther. Ah, yes. Uh, yes, this is Daniel. Yeah, there you go. You know, bigger guys like that, 145, 155, you know, I fought at Pablo Alfonso. I I fought. I mean, I've beaten some great great guys, and I've also but and I've lost to great great guys. But that's all I've been fighting. You know what I'm saying? So people get this. They people get my see my record eight and eight. But then when when they start going through the names, they're like, holy crap! You know, so this guy's eight and eight against top notch competition. You know, so. So are you uh, fighting I'm, at forty five or fifty five? No, I'm fighting at 40. We were supposed to go 35, Ooh. but uh, we agreed to go 40 just to make the fight happen, you know? Like mm-hmm. I said, he's been out for a while. I've been out for a year, and uh, we just wanted to make sure that we were going to make way, so we said 40. But we can. But we both agreed on whatever, whatever you know, we both wanted to go. We felt good, and 135 is perfect. I mean, honestly, I'm the best at 135, you know, at, from what you've seen and what I've, I know. And he's been pretty good at 145 as well. So meaning halfway, it makes sense, you know? So Now, you've you know. been, aside from the training in mixed martial arts, you've been coaching uh, down south uh, with the high school wrestling, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Tell me south about state. that. Uh, man, we're the best in the state, one of the best in the country. We had, uh, we had uh, five, six All-Americans. Um, so we had the number, um, you know, six, uh, five of the best kids in the country and at that level, it's more like wrestling men than it is about wrestling boys, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, uh, I've been in shape, and like I said, I've been working out with the guys and state champions 11 times this year, so we have the best wrestling in Florida, and everybody knows it, you know? The guys hitting me up, and 
uh, hey, look, uh, I want to go wrestle with you guys and stuff like that. But that's not the only thing we do down here, man. You know, we partnered up with Rooster Sport. We're actually a Rooster Sport uh, franchise now, mm. my own gym. So uh, Duke Rufus, you know, he's had a lot to play with this, you know, with, with my training as well, you know. Even though he doesn't come down here, but we, we, we go online, we communicate. He gives us a lot of strategies, a lot of good training stuff, videos and stuff like that, you know. And, uh, you know, we talk sometimes, so it's awesome to have a guy, like a top-notch guy, to know what he's doing. I, I never found a home that I was, uh, a gym that I was comfortable at, you know, and uh, or an organization. But, you know, with Rufus Sport, it was just like a natural feeling, you know. Alan Belcher, no guy took me in, and, you know, it was awesome, you know. So Have you gone out there, though? You say communicate with him, but you've never met him before? No, we've never met, and I haven't gone up there yet. But I'm going right before. So I'm, I'm actually taking off tomorrow to go train up there. So oh. I'll be seeing those guys by tomorrow, you know. So who? So, the, Monday, so. so your gym, you opened it up in Homestead, right? And who trains out there with you? Uh, we got Pat coming in sometimes. Uh-huh. Patrick Williams. Yep. Uh, we have Josh Mercado coming down to help me sometimes, you know. And just really uh, in a, in young guys as well, you know. So uh, when when we get to that level, it's, it's pretty cool to have high level guys down here too. So so some yeah. of, some of your students uh, are making that transition from you know amateur wrestling or folk wrestling to MMA, and you're welcoming yeah. in them into the gym. Oh, awesome! Yeah, they've been awesome. They've and then these guys pick they're such you know high level athletes that you teach them something one day and they're already doing it during sparring the next hour, you know. A really, really good high level, and it's more about you know them them, them pushing you, um, you know, to to the cardio level. You know, um, might not be best technically, but but they are you know. Once we don't worry, they'll crunch the weight classes together, so it won't be. Yeah, it'll be one twenty six. Hello. Yeah, great, good deal. Sorry. No, it's alright. So are you are you guys already in regionals or in states? We already won state. Oh, you won state already. So you're just going into yeah, tournaments. We yeah, this is all season tournaments. We wrestle all year round down here, so you know that's what, what that's what makes the difference. You know, so we wrestle year round, and we won the state championship for the 11th time this year. So um, you know, it's hard work, but we're proud of that. You know. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to. The Showdown. All right, George, this is Reality Check. Just want to touch base over real quickly. Fort Rock Festival was just simply amazing. You had Bring Me the Horizon, Disturbed, Shinedown, uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. We have exclusive pictures on our Roman Show Facebook page. That's romanshow.com forward slash romanshowmedia. Also on the website, theromanshow.com and you can check out exclusive interviews on our YouTube channel uh, with uh, Corey of Trivium the lead guitarist and also Mike the lead singer of Red Sun Rising check that out before it's too late catch up you might see yourself in the pit you might see yourself crowd surfing but we have great images on our website that's theromanshow.com and boy, was it hot as hell. You know, I, I think that's why I'm talking so slowly, George. Just that heat that I took this past weekend uh, in, at Fort Rock. Man, it was hell. It, it was 90 degrees, but it felt like 120. 
Uh, well, it, 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 everything here in Florida always feels ten times more hot than what's what's quoted. So, you know, it, it, the thing is, is that we compete with Texas almost every year, you know, on who has the highest humidity. So it, it, it comes to show you that we're not too far behind. No, sir. All right, let's talk some reality check here. Uh, Enzo Amori was involved with a very scary situation. He, he suffered a concussion at the payback pay-per-view when he was thrown to the ropes and unfortunately landed in in in, in a inappropriate way. It just happened. A mistake is a mistake. And uh, some Twitter fans or Twitter followers uh, or marks, as I like to call them, went on Twitter and started complaining and blaming uh, Simon Gotch for Enzo Amores' injury. So Bubba Ray stepped up and he said, it's ignorant marks like you who screw it up for everyone else. It was no one's fault. Things happened smart enough. As a fan, you should stick to cheering and booing, not analyzing you field. Absolutely right, Bubba. This just happened. It's an accident. George, you and I have had our experiences inside the squared circle. It happens, man. You just can't stop it. I remember there was one time I saw Billy Gunn. It was at an independent show. And I forgot who he was. It was a tag match. I just can't remember who they were wrestling with. But I do remember, and I think you were there too. And I think I think someone for Larry and, and Billy Gunn went over the rope and he landed at the ground. And after the match, he 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 literally looked at the I think it was Howard uh, Brody, the promoter at the time, and said, "I just got a concussion." You know, so things like this just happen. Of course, in the independent scene, you know, you don't have now uh, as, as the WWE referees are prepared now. Uh, with the gloves and everything, which we have seen involved, but it happens. You you can't blame it on one guy. Things just happen like that. I mean, you're you're out there, you're moving, you're active. You can't stop your body. Uh, but thankfully enough, Enzo Amore went to the hospital. He's okay. They were checking up on him, and he'll be back in just a few and be ready for action, George. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. You know, I was there for the Billy Gunn incident. Also, I was part of an incident myself, actually, uh, when I was an in-ring competitor. Uh, I went under the ring name El Electrico. Uh, one day uh, we were wrestling at an event at Normandy's gym right here in Miami, Florida, and I stepped in the ring with a, another local superstar by the name of The Phoenix. And, you know, little did I find out he was going for a guillotine leg drop from the top, and I ended up blacking out, you know, concussion, I, ambulance was called, uh, you know, ev- everything happened. You cannot predict accidents in the world of professional wrestling, or any sport for that matter. You know, in MMA, lo- look what happened to Anderson Silva. All he was doing was going for a leg kick, and look what happened to his leg. You know, uh, that's just a, a prime example. Other things in football, you know, people go in head first, you know, to go ahead and, and start a play. And some of those football players come out with concussions themselves. You cannot predict things like this. It's in the mo- is at the moment. Okay, these people sacrifice their bodies, their limbs to entertain us. And in return, in return... We go out of our way to get on Twitter and go on Facebook and say, Simon Gotch is your fault or so-and-so is your fault. Guys, these are professional athletes, okay? These guys were trained in the professional wrestling ring for God knows how many years, and they constantly train in the world of professional wrestling. They don't stop, okay? So stop bashing them for what they do. It's not, the, it's not no one's fault of why this happened. It was just... 
moment, okay? Like how Mr. Roman was saying, when your body's starting to move, when your body's filled with that, you know, adrenaline rush, it does not stop. And an accident happened. So I applaud Bubba for actually standing up for his fellow colleagues uh, in Simon and Enzo and saying what he said because I completely agree with him. So fans, do what you do best. Be a fan. And then let these guys do what they need to do. End of story. Totally agree, George. I'm pretty sure you got a little excited today as you saw, just a little tease, but you saw the Bullet Club. AJ Styles, Giles and Anderson, all together wearing that black and white attire. And not only that, JBL did mention them as, hey, the club is back together. George, I know we've been talking about it, but can we see the beginning of the Bullet Club? Of course, we saw what happened at the end there, but what are your thoughts on how they're using this, and do you think that they're doing a good job story-wise just teasing the hell out of the fans? Well, here I go again, where I'm going to call out the so-called guy that loves to insult the fans for their opinions, which I'm still waiting on your call, big boy. <laughs> so, so by all means, hey, the phone number is right on top. Look, I'm even going to uh, give you a clue of how to call in. You see that number all the way on the top of the screen, right above the, uh, the slideshow, right here on the Roman Show channel? You see that phone number right up there? Call it. You see that phone that's right next to your lap? Pick it up. Use that number, call in, I'm waiting for you. Anyway, so I tell you what, Mr. Roman, I'm going to lay down a challenge. If you don't call in by next week, you're officially the bitch. Oof. Okay? So you heard that right. Mr. Roman, this has nothing to do with you. This has nothing to do with your show. This is just me standing up to people who can't respect other people's opinions as fans. That's oh. all. All right, all I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Or you could always leave a message on our Roman Show hotline. That's 786-942-9424. That's 786-942-9424. You know, leave a message, whatever you want to say. If you have some ideas, if you want to just comment on our show, 786-942-9424 is the Roman Show hotline. But, so, George, your thoughts uh, on the Bullet Club? Well, well, hold on. Pause, pause real quick. Right. I'm going to go from spoiler alert. All right. So just let me know. I'm going to ask you the question and take it from there. Okay. So, George, your thoughts on the Bullet Club? Spoiler alert, guys. Basically, this coming um, uh, sessions of NXT tapings, we're going to see the fact, uh, Finn Balor challenge Samoa Joe for the NXT World Championship for the third time, mind you. Hmm. So don't expect this third match just to be a regular, ordinary match, okay, on an NXT takeover. You know, Mr. Roman, these guys have been going to war for the last three takeovers in a row. You cannot just have a third fight just for a title and end of story. Hmm. You need to build it with something else because... Yes, they've had classical match matches, one after another after another. But, you know, fans are going to say, okay, another regular match? So what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I'm predicting as a fan is Finn Balor and Samoa Joe will fight for the NXT Championship, but I think to raise the stakes, you're going to see a winner-takes-all, loser-leaves-town match 
And you might see Finn lose, meaning maybe leading to his departure of NXT into the WWE main roster because also at Glasgow where he lost the NXT championship, he made a promo saying that he wasn't going anywhere as far as NXT. So, and what does a guy like Finn Balor have to do that's left in NXT in the first place if he loses against Samoa Joe? Are you going to put him against an Elias Samson? Are you going to put him against, uh, you know, I, I don't know who else is in the card, uh, uh, um, an Austin Aries, as good as that's going to be, but, you know, you cannot put your reigning, longest reigning champion back to the mid-card. You just can't. So I feel like this is going to close a chapter for Finn Balor and NXT, send them over to the main roster, and right in time for Extreme Rules. So I, I, or at least SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, one of those. But we will definitely, I, my prediction is the new leader of this Bullet Club that they're creating in the WWE, Finn Balor, will be fighting AJ Styles at SummerSlam. All righty, that'd be pretty fun to watch, and hopefully we can see that at SummerSlam. But George, our last topic, right uh, after Raw uh, was pretty much concluding, we found out that Ryback was pulled from TV indefinitely and sent home uh, from uh, Raw following what he what was said to be a contract dispute between the big guy and the WWE. There have been news reported that he was asking for more money and WWE just hasn't adhered to that. But could it be the end for the big guy? Will, be, will we see have seen the last of this guy, of Ryback? Well, Ryback has been saying uh, verbally, he hasn't really been shy holding it back, but he has verbally been saying it on social media that if he's not appreciated in one place, he's going to take his work somewhere else. So he, he's been very, very verbal when it comes to his job in the WWE. And I can't help it but respect the guy. Yeah, he, he might suck as a wrestler to some people, but you have to respect him for his honesty. So it's like the guy wants more money. He wants more recognition in the company. Like, and this guy has been going through hell in his WWE career. He's had staph infections. He's had an injury uh, that a lot of people thought he was never going to come back from when he did the whole cowboy gimmick. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things that he's been through. And in order for him to be ignored at the end, like he even did a anti-bully, uh, you know, gimmick when he was doing the Ryback thing because he hated he hated bullies. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to respect the guy for his dedication. But if it, the dedication is not back, you know, it's not being returned to you. It, it, it kind of like the, it kind of angers your your soul. It kind of angers your your focus. It kind of angers your dedication. So. Why are you going to be dedicated for to a company that's not dedicated to you? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens there, the outcome with Ryback and the WWE. Now, if he does decide to go elsewhere, George, I mean, does he go to a TNA? Well, TNA right now is being questioned of who's going to be buying it, if that's even true. But here's one thing. Us as American fans, we can't keep on saying, oh, is he going to go to a TNA? Is he going to go to an ROH? But we never give credit where credit is due to where a lot of main stars rebuild their
their careers, and that is in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hmm. Okay, yeah, even a- even AJ has said on the record that when he debuted for New Japan Wrestling, he gave his career a rebirth, and he started loving wrestling again. And we've seen that. So, a lot. We've seen that, and, and not only that. Look at Lou Gallows, another guy. Yeah. So, when I say this, you never know. Ryback might be heading to New Japan after this. Uh, Ryback could even go to ROH. You know, who knows? But the point is, is that if Ryback does go to New Japan, it's best for him because it will be a rebirth to his career. It's been shown in the history books that New Japan has given a rebirth to your career. So... Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. With that being said, I want to thank you, everyone, for tuning in again. Call in to that uh, number, the Roman Show Hotline, 786-942-9424. Leave your messages there uh, or suggestions, whatever it may be. Also, giving away ticket to Real Cage Fighting. I'll be announcing this Saturday, May 7th, at the Mardi Gras Casino. All you have to do is like our fan page, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. And with that said, we will catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. George, get ready for Extreme Rules later this month. Better get your chair and your singer 4K ready, man. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. And uh, Mr. Roman, if you don't mind, can I make a short plug? Sure. With your permission? Sure. All righty. Well, guys, listen up. Listen up. As many as you know, I came from a, uh, you know, a podcast that I used to host by myself for one night and one night only. We are doing a one-night-only reunion show. Yes, you got that right. Myself, Jeff Roth, and the Vixen J will all be back on the air very, very soon for one night only. Be open. Lines will be open to all former fans, current fans, Roman show fans, etc., etc. Any special guests will be lined up. And, of course, you can't forget the return of that otaku life will be coming back soon. Of course, myself will be on that cast with the returning Harley's Love Shack. Uneven Pictures will also be a host. Thomas, movie reviews with Thomas, and the brand new, of course, host, Gothic Sushi will be on the, on the show. Make sure you listen up to the Roman Show Network to know when we're back on the air, with, to get all your nerd news, comic books, and movies, and cosplayers, so come on and listen in. Sweet, good deal. Check that out right here on the Roman Show Network. With that said, catch you next week on the Roman Show. Till then, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. <laughs>